Welcome to the Women in Leadership series. Today, we are talking negative self-talk. I am your host, Jessica, from the Learning and Development Department of the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Today, I have some amazing panelists who can share some knowledge and maybe a couple tips on overcoming negative self-talk. So, Amanda, I'm going to start with you. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, Jessica. Thanks for having me. I am Amanda Nyman. I am a regional manager. I oversee Region 3. Great. And with us, we also have Katie. Hi. Um, I'm. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Katie Munn, and I'm a policy writer here at the BMV. Great. And Jordan? Hi. Thanks for having me, Jessica. My name is Jordan Bolden, and I am the BMV's chief administrative officer. And Holly. Hi, I'm Holly Sample. Um, I'm the Deputy Commissioner of Branch Operations, and I'm super excited to be here today and have this discussion. Great. We want to thank all of you for taking time out of your day to uh, talk about overcoming negative self-talk. So, Amanda, we're going to jump in with you. The question our audience is really going to probably be thinking is, can even the most confident people still fight negative self-talk? Absolutely, Jessica. I think 100% of the time we all fight um, negative self-talk. It's just a change of mindset. Um, We have to learn those coping strategies and what we can use to overcome it, to change our mindset. Um, Even as a confident individual, you're still going to have times where you're going to have those negative self thoughts and, and ideas, um, learning to overcome those and turn those into the positive, um, can actually help that confidence as well so that you have it less off. Holly, what do you think? Oh, I 100% agree with the man. I think that confidence actually has nothing to do with the negative self-talk that might, might be going on in your own head. When I think about myself, right, anyone who knows me, I come across very confident. I actually am confident. But again, that's how I let you see me. That doesn't mean that's how I see myself. And so um, confidence, I, I don't think really has anything to do with self-negative talk. Okay. Now, when we're talking about confidence and we're talking about negative self-talk, there's also this fear of public failure. Jordan, how do we help people overcome that fear? This is hard. um, And I think it comes with time and experience and just learning from the people that you surround yourself with. Um, But I think the the first thing you have to do is remind yourself that you are human, just like every single other individual that you are working with, presenting to, whatever the situation is, those people are just the same as you. Um, we all make mistakes or make bad decisions. And I think it's it's just a, a matter of just reminding yourself of that. If it, your standard isn't any different um, in that, you know, as long as you're trying your best and including people in your decision-making process or making sure that, um, that you think about those people that are impacted, that, that bad decisions will be made and that's part of it. And just this idea of, of kind of fighting that, um, I try to tell myself that when I get really anxious about making a decision or being in front of people or whatever, whatever this is where I, I think people are expecting something and I'm afraid that they're going to get something else, um, I have to remind myself that I, I'm here for a reason. I either made decisions or did good work or partnered really well or all these things that I, all these good things outweigh the potential 
bad things. And I mean, I don't even think mistakes are, are bad things. I think it's just a matter of how you, how you learn from them. So I have to like run myself through that, that I am, nobody expects me to be perfect. Um, only I am expecting myself to be perfect. And so um, hearing other people say that and making sure that I remind other people of that when they're in that situation too, is um, sort of my, how I combat the fear of being imperfect. Great. Thank you. Holly, you just talked a moment ago about the fact that we see you as being very confident. And I can attest to that having worked with you for a little while. How do we overcome that internal negative self-talk? Well, I think that, I think first you have to recognize that it's there. You have to acknowledge that it's there. It's not the, I'm going, I'm trying to make a decision and I'm trying to navigate which way I should go in this decision. You know, there might be negative thoughts. If I do this, then this will happen. And those are normal things and they should happen when you're, when you're trying to make a decision, but it's when it starts to have a negative impact on yourself. And what I mean by that is, am I being ridiculous with myself? Am I setting a standard for myself that I wouldn't set for Jordan or Katie or Amanda or Jessica? And I think that's where you have to recognize that. And then I think that each person has to find an individual way to work through that. And so (laughs) I found that I had all these thoughts in my head. And if you guys know me, you know, I like to talk a lot. I was like, I just got to get it out. And so a long, long time ago, I started having full-blown verbal conversations with myself. And what I mean is I'm talking to myself while I'm getting ready. I'm talking to myself in the mirror. I'm talking to myself while I'm driving. I spend a lot of time in the car. And so for me, um, a lot of this happens in the car. So one day I was like, all these things just started coming out. And then I caught myself. I was actually responding to myself like I would a friend. And I started talking to myself like I do other people. Um, And it, it just became a thing for me. You talk about Jordan, you know, the fear of public failure. I can tell you one time I was getting ready to talk at my first town hall. I was super panicked about it, had all these things going through my head. Like, what happens if you do this? And what happens if you do that? And, you know, I know you're just going to fall. You're going to try to walk up there and you're going to fall on the stage. And so I I was having my um, self-talk with myself, full-blown conversation. And I said, what are you going to do if you fall? Like you're, you're going to, you're going to wear those heels and you're going to fall and everyone's going to laugh. And then I said back to myself, okay, but you like to make people laugh, Holly. And then I said back, yeah, I want, I want to make them laugh. I don't want them to laugh at me, you know? And then back and forth, I started to go and well, if I fall, then I'll just bow and it'll just be a production. Right. And so then I was getting ready to leave and I worked myself through that, I thought. And I said, I was checking myself out in the mirror, making sure everything looked good. And, and I said to myself one more time, maybe go ahead and put some flats on. And so that's what I did, you know. And so I, I have found over the years that talking to myself like I would talk to a friend has been super beneficial. And I only do that if I'm doing it out loud. You know, there's other ways you can do it. I would, I would encourage other people to try different things. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you, maybe you write it down on a piece of paper and you ask yourself a question and you answer it back to yourself. Or maybe you find a friend where you can actually have a conversation and not be ridiculous like me and have a whole conversation with yourself, but you can actually get some dialogue <laughs> with a friend, you know, or listen to a good song. Everybody has a song, you know, that inspires them or makes them feel like jazzed up or like I can, I can overcome the world right now. And, and so I think that you just have to find that. And I think it's different for every single person. Mine just happens to be super embarrassing. 
lucky for me in the age of hands-free everybody looks like they're talking to themselves so when they're going down the road I feel like I just blend in now I want to um I want to ditto that um because Lizzo I'm not sure if anybody is here is familiar with Lizzo but um she definitely embodies confidence and um, self-love. And there's, you know, a lot of that. I mean, she's also just like a queen, but um, her music <laughs> really is about self-confidence. And so there are sometimes, you know, the, you have those days where you're like, I just don't want to do it today. You get out of bed and you're like, uh-uh. So I will make sure that Lizzo is mm-hmm. as loud as possible um, all morning. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes yeah. my makeup just looks a lot better. It, it works. So. It really works. <laughs> Pink's what does it for me, but like, you know, it's cool. Awesome. Now, I want to also ask Katie, we just talked about how each individual has maybe their own way to overcome this. How do you overcome this? Yeah, so I loved what Holly said. I also think that for me, sometimes the negative, like, self-talk, we say, like, oh, we need to conquer it, or, oh, we need to find a way for it to stop happening. And like we talked about before, like it never stops happening, right? Like there's no way you can get rid of all your negative self-talk. And for me, I think sometimes my negative self-talk is telling me something and maybe in a toxic way that's not good for me. But like, you know, so I have an example, like I've recently started running and I actually hate running. It's not fun for me. Um, my significant other like really likes to run so I just like started doing it because it was like something we could um, bond over together but I really really hate it (laughs) and when I first started running like all my negative self-talk would really like be sabotaging me the whole time I was trying to run and I really realized over the past few months Um, when running was kind of the only thing we could do because of COVID can't go to the gym. So if you want to work out, you've got to go, go outside. Um, I really started like looking into these thoughts and, you know, I would tell myself, Oh, you're really, you know, you're really bad. You're really slow. Like you're really out of shape, you know? And I was doing, you know, those negative self self talk that can either, push you into feeling sorry for yourself and giving up or it can push you into success if you take those thoughts and you say you know what that might be true temporarily like that might be where I'm at Mm -hmm. and I accept that and I'm going to go ahead and keep going anyway and you know I'm still not I'm not going to win. I'm in a half marathon in a couple weeks. I'm not going to win that race, okay? And I probably never will. I started running at 30, so we're not we're not going to be like getting the gold medal or anything. But I will <laughs> say that like, you know, those negative thoughts have you can make those like work for you. Like yeah. you can say like that's what I'm that's what makes me proud of myself is I I have those negative thoughts just like everyone else, but I'm going to be strong enough to turn those around and make them work for me. And that's really something that I've found to be a motivator. And some days are better than others. Like, again, with the running analogy, like some days I'm just not feeling it, man. And I just try to go run and my brain, I'm tired or I'm overloaded. And that day it's just not going to work. 
And those negatives, sometimes if you let them win, it's okay that day, but you can keep going. Like, that's the big thing that I've learned through, um, through all of this is like, you don't have to let them win. You'll never get rid of them. So why not use them to your advantage? So Amanda, I want to ask you, Katie just talked about using this negative self-talk to her advantage. I want to ask you about flipping these negative pieces into a positive piece. Is there a way that we can flip them into positive? Oh, absolutely. Actually, that's something that I actually take pride in doing. Um, I believe that there is good in every situation. So whether it's teaching us a lesson or teaching us something from that negative thought, that there is good in everything. Um, I... I have actually fought with negative self-talk um, a lot in my life. Um, I think experiences and situations that were bad is where I tend to thrive. So every time that there's something bad in my life, I want to stop in my, in my life, in my professional career, in my mind. I consciously tell myself I need to stop. At that point, I need to find the good. And finding that good, it can be, it was a lesson. Okay, now I've learned my lesson and I need to move on. I also find that it's really good to say, I'm not horrible at, or I can't do this, I failed. Maybe I'm not the greatest, but at least I, just like Katie, you know, at least I'm out there trying and giving it a shot. I'm running, but we have to find that positive and focusing on the positive. Growing up, my parents always talked about the story of the two wolves. You know, there's an evil wolf and a good wolf inside of you, and they're always battling. They're always going back and forth. And the the moral of the story is that whatever one you feed is going to win. So when we're trying to overcome these, these negative thoughts, we have to feed that positive more than we feed the negative. We have to focus on that. Um, um, flipping a situation, you know, that's thinking outside of the box to flip that situation and, or that decision or that mistake in your mind to find the good is what's so important. And when I'm flipping those situations or when I'm having trouble finding good, um, I always tend to try to, as a few others have talked about, is what would I tell a friend or what would I tell an employee? What advice would I give someone else? I need to give that to myself because I need to give myself that same opportunity to learn from a mistake or to grow from something that wasn't the greatest, as well as it could always be worse. That's in my mind is what we have to look for. It could be worse. You know, when we're talking COVID and current world issues that we're having problems with, it could be worse because even though my job is really hard right now, I have a job and a lot of people can't say that. So sometimes that it, it could be worse is the only positive that I can hold on to, but that's a positive. And if I focus on that and feed that wolf, then that wolf is going to win over that negative wolf. And I can overcome those negative thoughts to make them into that positive. Wow. You couldn't Great. have picked a better person to ask that question to. So I, <laughs> I obviously as Amanda's supervisor, I work with her on a daily basis and she is the best at taking a negative situation and flipping it into a positive. She does it all the time. You know, just the other day I was talking to her and we were talking about COVID and she had a really, really difficult situation that I was even struggling. You know, here I'm trying to be the leader and trying to find the, I don't even have to do that with her because she's already doing it. And she's like, yeah, Holly, but, and I was like, what, who, what's happening? Like Amanda's actually flipping <laughs> my, my thought process. So she, she's the guru at it. If you guys need some tips, reach out to Amanda. <laughs> fantastic at it. <laughs> Thank you. We're learning from the master <laughs> today. So I continually awesome. ask my employees, okay, did you find the good? Let's find the good together. And, and I think <laughs> if we 
feed on each other of there is a good in everything that that just changes your mindset. You change that mindset and you can overcome those negative 100% of the time. I want to talk about our environment a little bit. Um, So Jordan, I'm going to ask you, does our environment play a role in this negative self-talk? Oh gosh, yes. Um, And I don't think you really realize that until you come out of a bad environment. And I, you know, professionally that has happened for me, but also like personally, you have no idea how, how much an an outside influence, whether it's like a group of friends or a a significant other or a parent or like whatever, whatever that everybody has their, their own thing, your group of coworkers, you have no idea how much they can influence how you feel about yourself, your self-confidence and your just acceptance of like who you are as a, as an individual, how, how much that can be influenced by the people you surround yourself with. Um, And I've, I've, experienced that coming from a different work environment into the BMV, where all of a sudden I have all of these people, my, my teammates, my colleagues, everyone is so positive about coming to work every day and getting excited about the things that we're doing. And are there hurdles? Yes. We, you know, are like any other organization um, where there are budget constraints or there are um, staffing shortages or there are uh, just technical sat down and said, this is terrible. I'm not, you know, I, this is awful. I, I We're just going to be negative about all of this. Our customers are mad at us. We're mad at each other. All of our projects have, you know, been thrown out the window. Like, but nobody did that. And it wasn't because one person said, you're not going to do that. It was really just, it's their, that's their nature. And uh, that made me more positive than I've ever been before, especially in this kind of situation. Um, Amanda, I, I, found myself saying all the time, it could be worse. It could be so much worse. I'm surrounded by my friends and my family and everybody's healthy and I have a place to live and I have a job and I adopted a dog and like anything, anything that, you know, I could draw any positivity that I could draw. I did. And I think that was as a direct result of the people that I'm, I'm surrounded with. And so I think your, your environment has almost everything to do with it. You know, a lot of it that Katie said is self self-driven, but so much of that, you kind of just kind of draw from the people around you. So Mm -hmm. I think it's critical that you take a hard look at who you surround yourself with personally and professionally Mm -hmm. and make sure that they want the best for you and that they remind you of how great you are because you are great and you should tell yourself that and they should tell you too. So Katie, I want to ask you the same question. What do you think about the environment and how it might affect you? um, I have come out of some really like tough situations in my life and felt very like not self-pitying but kind of like wondering why like things were so bad and not really able to wrap my mind around around why these things were happening and of course many things in life you can't you can't stop right like you can't change fate or whatever but um, I will say that Um, One thing that has really changed my life um, is something that Jordan kind of touched on was like being very selective about who and what I allow in my life. Um, I find that like self-reflection is a really good tool for this. Like once a week and then once a month, I will sit down and I will write in my journal and I will reflect on what happened throughout that week, what happened throughout the month. And then I go back and review that and I kind of pick out themes and I kind of see like, what, how do I feel when I've been spending a lot of time with this person or 
how do what happened when you know this coworker i spent a lot of time with this coworker or what happened even i'm working on this really hard what happened when i like actually cleaned my house and <laughs> made sure the dishes were done before i went to bed and um you'd be really surprised like the themes that come out of like some self reflection and and it's not as easy said like it's not easy to to actually follow up on some of these things because sometimes you do notice that like people that you really like or things that you really like like to do are the things that may not be the best thing for you to be doing and I've had a couple tough situations this year where I've reflected on some relationships and um, just figured out that they even though I may like really like to be around this person sometimes the theme is that it's just not good for me. And so, you know, that is tough and it's not, it's not fun and it's not super positive either. Like it's not, it's not fun to say like, Hey, I need to spend a little less time with you. Although I find that being upfront with people, usually they feel the same way, honestly. Like, you know, if two people just aren't, something's just not working. Right. And so like, you want to be really like taking these close looks at, at what you're doing and who you're surrounding yourself with. And if something's not working, it's time to move on and it's time to find other, like it's time to find your tribe, right? So, and it really, it, it makes a world of difference and you have to give yourself that grace and um, that understanding that not everything is for you. You can't please everybody. You can't, win every situation but you put yourself in a so much better of a situation when you are evaluating you know how you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with great i want to ask when we talk about women we talk about these friendships and relationships especially when we're talking about close friends or other women that we might socialize with it is natural for us to try to build each other up but it's also very natural for us to compare ourselves with others. And I want to ask you, Katie, are there any best practices on how not to be so judgmental or comparing Um, yourselves to others? I was actually listening to someone talk about this the other day. And something that I found inspiring and good to remember is instead of looking at someone from a position of jealousy, looking at them for inspiration. Instead of saying like, oh, this person has everything I want how dare they well you know like how dare they win you're looking you're coming at that from a place of lack from a place of not realizing that there's plenty for everybody to go around there's plenty of good good feelings and success and happiness for everyone there's not a limited amount so I think when we look at other women especially I think it's tough for women because I feel like, you know, sometimes society kind of pits us against one another, I think. Um, But if you if you outsmart that and you're like, you know what, there's enough for there's enough to go around. I can learn from this woman. I can ask her questions. I can see what she did to get to where I want to be and I can replicate that. And even better, I can make it my own on my way and not be exact carbon copy of this person that I was jealous of, but rather make it an admiration and build that friendship and make something positive come out of it. So that's what I try to do is 
you know, just realize there's not a limited amount of good things in this world. So you don't have to be jealous of anyone else. Great. And finding inspiration. There's a lot of inspirational figures out there. So I want to talk about who might inspire us. So Amanda, um, are there any public figures that you get oh, inspired? Oh, absolutely. From? On top of my parents growing up in a household, especially my mother, that had that positive vibe about her and finding that good, um, I started um, life off um, with a passion to follow Maya Angelou. Um, she is, for anyone that doesn't know, she's a civil rights activist, um, a poet, and author. She has done amazing things. Um, and when we think about her, um, we think about all the amazing things she did. A lot of times, though, we don't take into account everything she went through. Um, she over has overcame poverty and racism and a tragic event and a loss, um, heartache. We could go on of all the negative that happened to her, but somehow she still created beautiful works and told her story and, and moved a lot of people. Um, I find true inspiration from her. Um, she, um, one of her most famous quotes, I think, um, is obviously, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude, which is something that hangs in my office currently. But something that she also said is that if you're trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you can be. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that one is even more inspirational. Like we need to continue to push the, push that with ourselves to drive ourselves forward um, and to continue to move forward. The more good we find in a situation, the more we can change the world we live in. Um, there's a song, you know, change the world, make it a better place. Can I, Amanda Nyman, change the world? No, but I can change my world and I can change the world around me and I can change even the world of just myself. I can change how I feel and I can control that if I find the good in things. Um, and I think she is the absolute poster child for that positivity and overcoming obstacles and those negative thoughts. She went through anything about anybody could go through, but could still find that positive, find that good and keep moving forward. So I would say absolutely, if you're looking for an inspiration or someone to follow, pick up one of her books, read some of her quotes. She's amazing inspiration, I think, to women as well as anyone else. Great. Jordan, I want to ask you the same thing. Are there any public figures that you aspire? Or yeah, inspire absolutely. You? I, I loved that choice, um, Amanda. I have a couple. I love that you uh, made a nod at your parents um, first, and I would do the same thing. My grandmother, I've already used this term, I'm going to use it again, is a queen. <laughs> she, 60 plus year business owner, has done it on her own. It's just like, you don't really realize how confident and like self-assured and, and comfortable someone is with with themselves until you realize that someone isn't that way. Or, um, and I think it's, you know, there is no jealousy or, or envy or negativity that comes from her. It's just like, she loves her world. She's good at what she does. Just amazing. So I would say, although she's not public to everyone else, she is a public figure mm -hmm. to me. <laughs> and on a, on a more uh, in line note with your question, um, I think Michelle Obama is amazing and has done a lot of work around confidence in young girls, building um, the foundation at a young age to appreciate yourself, appreciate the people around you, and just to, to drive positive conversation and um, productive conversation as opposed to that negativity. And then I would also mention uh, Margaret Thatcher, who is uh, no longer with us, but also just like the epitome of like strong, self-assured, but also human. I love the leaders that recognize that 
they're not always perfect. And I think just like her run uh, as prime minister uh, is just incredible. She was the first female um, in that role. And I think she she brought Great Britain out of this terrible um, economic crisis in the in the late 70s, early 80s and into, you know, for her entire time serving, but she, she was just so strong in her own personal and political convictions, but at the same time, open to others. And I think that is this, the true like demonstration or sign of confidence and generally success is when you can be strong in your own convictions, but at the same time, have the, have the open arms and, and mind and ears to, to hear out of other people's perspectives and, and act mm-hmm. on that. So I think just a, it's a true balance and it's hard to find. All right. Yeah. No, those are all great. So I want to wrap up today's conversation by asking each one of you, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice uh, to overcoming their own personal negative self-talk, what would it be? Uh, Katie, I'm going to start with you. Um, so I guess if I could give people one piece of advice, loving yourself is a lifelong journey and Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, negative self-talk gets the best of us because we are thinking about how we're looking to other people or how everyone else perceives us. But at the end of the day, it's all about you and no one else is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. And so, you know, just to keep that in mind and Um, work on it from the perspective of like, how do I make me happy? Like, how do I how do I have a good day? How do I help myself instead of helping all these other, you know, you've got to do you first. And I think that's, that's something that I've learned most with dealing with negative self talk is turn it inward, look at yourself and really figure out what makes you happy. Great. Holly, I'm going to ask you the same thing. I think that I kind of said this earlier, but I think you have to acknowledge it. We got to talk about it. We can't just like, I'm having all these negative thoughts, but I don't want anyone to know, like, don't be embarrassed about it. Every single person does this. And if they tell you they don't, then I'm going to guess they're not being truthful. So, you know, acknowledge it, talk about it. And then back to find a way that you know, you can work through it. And I think that that's different for everyone. I think that keeping it in check and not let it become toxic is super important. And how you do that is, is to acknowledge it, talk about it and find a way to, to overcome it in your own personal way to overcome it. Even if it is talking to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jordan, I'm going to ask you. Um, I love all, both of those answers, but I'm going to go a different direction. I think it's uh, making sure that you take the time to say thank you and tell others why you appreciate them. Sometimes it's really hard for us to do that. And I don't know why, whether it's we just don't take the time or it makes us feel uncomfortable because you're like all like schmoozy. In your and, feelings. You know, soft. <laughs> yeah, all your feelings. Um, it's, it's super hard, especially in a professional deb- environment. I think, it, you know, you you're busy. And so I have found that I feel really great if I take the time to tell everyone else how great I think they are. And at the same time, I think that opens the doors and kind of like takes down those boundaries of maybe they should do it. Like they take the time to say thank you to their colleagues and their friends. And so I think just those types of moments when you get to tell someone how much you appreciate them means a lot to them, but also it's just so it's rewarding internally as well. So just 
for the record, Jordan, you're great at that. <laughs> There's been some times I've had some really rough days and you've sent a thank you and it just completely changed my whole outlook. So that's great advice and you're really good at it too. So, all right. Last but not least, Amanda. So I think the last three pieces of advice are all important. I think it takes multiple things to overcome the negative. Um, what we think drives how we feel which then drives how we behave or perform. So if we continue to allow that negative bad to drive how we think and feel, it's going to drive how we perform or behave. We have got to change at the beginning of finding that good, focus on the good, pull from the good, and leave the negative as what it is. Um, Negatives teach us things. There's always good in there. And finding that and flipping every situation is going to take time and it's going to take practice. You're not going to become an expert overnight. But if you make a conscious effort to find the good in a little situation that's bad, you're going to be able to use that tool, that trick you have, that ability to flip and find the good. You're going to be able to apply it then to everything in your life. So it's going to take time and practice. You're not going to overcome all that negative at once. But Practice in the small bits. Take every situation in a small time and small, slow things down and find that good. And that will eventually feed that good wolf. And and that's who's going to win. So just continuing to focus on the right things and not the wrong things, I think, would be my last piece of advice. Great. Well, on behalf of Learning and Development and our listeners that are following the Women in Leadership series, We'd like to thank you all for taking some time to talk to us and share your experiences, <laughs> even if they are embarrassing. I'm sure <laughs> that our listeners are going to be able to take something thank you, away Jessie. from today. Thank so you. we want to thank, thank you, you Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for the Women in Leadership series. We hope you've learned something from today's conversation that'll help you overcome negative self-talk. Till next time.